I travel a lot for work, covering Formula One and IndyCar races, and I'm always jumping onto different Wi-Fi networks, and I like to make sure that my information staying secure. So that's why I use a VPN. First and foremost, security is of utmost importance, especially when connecting to unfamiliar networks. So private internet access ensures that your online activities remain secure, even when you're on the move. By encrypting your internet connection, it prevents anyone from intercepting your data or eavesdropping on your online communications. This means you can browse with confidence and peace of mind. So if you want to enjoy all the benefits of private internet access, now's the time to subscribe. Head to piavpn.com slash nailing the apex and get an 83% discount. Seriously, 83%. That's just $2.03 a month. And you also get four extra months completely for free, but you must go to piavpn.com slash nailing the apex for a truly private digital life. Once more, it's piavpn.com slash nailing the apex. Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Summer is heating up with baseball. Can the Jays make a run at the division? Oh, <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> uh, hey, but you can bet before the game, whichever way you think, live and in play uh, in all your favorite teams and hot dog contests. Woo! Woo! Sportsinteraction.com slash STPN or download the app to get started. It's 19 plus. And what do you have to do, Steve? Please play responsibly. Welcome to Nailing the Apex, everyone. I'm Tim Haraney. Please head on over to Spotify. Give us a five-star rating and a follow. Same goes with Apple Podcasts as well. Write reviews. It really helps us grow the show. You can also watch us on YouTube. You can follow me on social media at Tim Haraney. Recently, IndyCar driver Alex Pillow, well, he's been in the news and uh, maybe not the best news for him either way. Uh, but joining me today to discuss more of this story from Sky Sports F1, it's Tom Gaymore. Tom, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. How are you? I'm good. It's a little warm here in the UK, so we've finally got some sunshine in London, <laughs> which has been missing. We've had liquid sunshine, as we so often do in Britain, so I'm pleased to to have some warmth. And I'm pleased to be joining you, because we've got quite a story to cover. How long oh, have you got, Tim? Because this, yeah. <laughs> this, this is unprecedented, and it's a long list of uh, sort of events, really, that yeah. have been going on for a year and the, the sort of twist that we saw play out last week with Zach Brown coming out and you know what's transpired this week with the with the the news of the litigation here but you know no one really believed that could happen you know there yeah. were question marks rumors about what Alex Pillow was going to do was he going to stay but you, you just in your wildest dreams with what happened last year with the lawsuits and everything, you, you just, you just couldn't believe that that could happen. And it's the story that keeps on giving because it's happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely, I've never heard of anything of it uh, in my time in, in racing ever. So let's, you know, set, set the table a bit for our listeners and viewers who uh, don't really know the full ins and the outs of the Alex Pillow story. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with what's happened here, so the story dates back actually to around this time last year, Chip Ganassi Racing had put out an announcement that they had picked up the extension of Alex Pillow uh, for him to race for the team in 2023. But on the same day, Errol McLaren put out a press release stating that they had signed Pillow for the 2023 IndyCar Championship. Pillow puts out his own statement on Twitter, uh, you know, basically saying that he didn't know that CGR was putting out the statements and the quotes weren't his 
and Chip Ganassi Racing then eventually takes Alex to court for breach of contract. So that was eventually settled out of court. And at the end of the season, so the end of the 2022 season, both parties announced that Alex would be racing for Chip Ganassi Racing in 2023. But also in that, Pelot gets a, a testing contract with McLaren F1 team. So Alex goes, does a test. He also gets to participate in the uh, FP1 session at the United States Grand Prix, Grand Prix with McLaren. So coming into 2023, one of the big stories with IndyCar Silly Season was where was Alex uh, Pelot going to sign for the 2024? So most had already speculated or anticipated that it was going to be Aero McLaren. Some even saying it was a done deal, but part of the agreement was that Alex couldn't talk to other teams who were outside of Ganassi until September 1st. And I even went and asked him a few times this season already, including at the Honda Indy, about where he may end up for next season. And, you know, I definitely didn't get anything out of him. So fast forward to the weekend of the GMR Grand Prix on August 12th. The Associated Press reported a story that Zach Brown had informed his team, Errol McLaren, by letter that was sent to the team personnel that Alex Pelot had no intentions of honoring his contract with the team in 2024. Now, according to this letter that was obtained by the Associated Press, Brown also had written that in his dealings with Pelot, we had given them assurances that he would be racing for the team in 2024, and that Alex had also received from the team an advance on his salary. So also during that time, the management team, so Monaco Increase Management is what I believe it's called. So that, so they're the ones who helped, you know, put this deal together for Pelot with McLaren. And they were also upset that Pelot had broken an agreement with the team as well. He also uh, left that management agency. And according to the Indy Star, he has since gone back to being managed by Roger Yasukawa. So Yasukawa has been a part of Alex's career dating back to his time in racing in Super Formula and was a key factor in getting Polo into IndyCar. Then Chip Ganassi himself put out a statement. And Chip doesn't usually like airing his dirty laundry and <laughs> is not a big fan of speaking with the press. Um, saying, quote, this is the long one, guys. Sorry. Anyone that knows me that I don't make a habit of commenting about contract situations. Subsequently, I have been quiet since day one of this story, but now I feel I must respond. I grew up respecting the McLaren team and their success. The new management does not get my same respect. Alex Below has been a part of our team and under contract since the 2021 season. It is the interference of that contract from McLaren that began this process. And ironically, they are now playing the victim. Simply stated, the position of McLaren IndyCar regarding our driver is inaccurate and wrong. He remains under contract with CGR. Then, so that's end quote, then reports surfaced in the Indy Star a few days ago, the McLaren has begun legal process, so suing Alex Pelot in the UK. So the lawsuit would be about getting money from both parties. And in that letter that was sent around the era McLaren team uh, personnel a few weeks ago by Zach Brown, it had reportedly said that they had paid Pelo a significant first payment in advance of the 2024 season. And add on top of that, that the millions that they'd been put towards developing Pelo for their F1 program, reserve driver duties, et cetera. Tom, this is a 
This is a wild story. I've heard a you know a number of weird contract stories in my time when I was racing, like I'd mentioned earlier, but I've honestly I've never heard of anything like this before, ever. Can I just add as well yes. that whenever we see Alex Pillow, he just looks so cool, calm, collected. He's yeah. always wearing his smile. He's very articulate. There's never any stress, never any drama. How does he walk around with the weight of this on his shoulders and still perform in the manner that he does and still have that persona? I think that's incredible because I would just be sort of so weighed down, so sort of worried down in the dumps. But, you know, maybe that's why I'm sat here doing what I do and and, and he's, you know, the, the champion that he is. I it's uh it's such a unique uh sort of thing for I guess a driver to have to have to manage that I think at the end of the day I mean you have to have your other parties handling all of that and then only really interact with you when uh when things get really sort of murky I guess but I think we're in that murky territory at the moment and Alex Pillow is still our championship leader so he must be doing something right here at some point and on social media you know it's- 2023 so everyone's got an an opinion so you know from a human perspective i think he does wonderfully well to to sort of just it's like this isn't happening and and what is happening like you said is just utterly uh unprecedented and i think you know peeling back the layers of the onion what happened was alex pillow harbored interests to go to formula one primarily because he wanted to return back to Spain. He sees his future back in Europe, not necessarily because Formula One is this this incredible vehicle. Yes, his goal is Formula One, but but he, he wants to be in and around his family, in his native land, in Spain, and, and that was very much what he said. And to marry that with Formula One was a dream come true. That was facilitated. And there's real question marks over how valid that process was because of the litigation afterwards. And the fact that that was settled out of court, we don't know the ins and outs. But essentially, for me, the the key point here is McLaren had not signed Oscar Piastri when this deal went through. So Alex Pillow had a linear progression into McLaren F1, which was his dream. And I think that was why he signed that deal, caused the problems that that the deal caused. And it was on the promise that there was real opportunity there. Oscar Piastri arrived off the back of another utterly bizarre process with Alpine. And, you know, we won't go into that because people would just be flawed. And that opportunity at McLaren doesn't seem to be there. You know, Ricardo's back in the frame at AlphaTauri. You know, Perez is still at Red Bull. Norris is not going anywhere. Piastri is having a, a wonderful season for, for a rookie. And, you know, where would Alex Pillow end up? Now, there was talk of him going to McLaren. Now, I don't think anybody, when they said that, really believed that that could happen. And that's 
because why would you swap the ten car, the, the, the Chip Ganassi car for, for yeah. that Aaron McLaren car? Not taking anything away from Aaron McLaren are doing a wonderful job. But, you know, Alex Pillow is going from what is a, a wonderful platform, a, a fantastic team. His dream is Formula One. Why would he threaten his success and or change things? when it comes to IndyCar. And I think that's something that played on his mind. The fact that the end dream have eroded, I think it really did start to become a difficult situation for him. I don't think he's jumped ship without and or changed the plans without a bigger picture here. This is pure speculation. It hasn't been reported. No one has said anything. But have the likes of Honda got involved. You know, what what does the inside of that Chip Ganassi deal look like? Yasakawa's back on the scene. Honda brought Pelot to mm-hmm. IndyCar. Honda are involved in Formula One with Aston Martin, various other um you know, in terms of the the thread there, what's Alonso going to be doing? Will Lance stay there? What you know there, there's I'm hypothesizing here. Yeah. But, Alex Pelot made headline news because he had an opportunity. He's made headline news again. I can't believe it's without opportunity. I think something has gone on there to facilitate his ambitions. And we're now in the situation that we're in now. So mm, what could that be? I think if you look at how maybe strongly... CGR wants to hold on to him and you know regardless of anything I always I always look for the money like where who's getting paid what how much are they getting paid you know and I I always I always say just follow the money so if if Alex is getting a good you know offer from Chip I mean and obviously I mean Chip would want to keep him he's Chip likes winners right like that's and that, that's, that's his motto is, you know the, the sponsors basically decide the commercials around that who's in that car how yes. much you know money there is that kind of stuff so it's not just yeah. chip it you know that the, there's sponsors there who may be um really keen to keep him as well but it listen with or without the bigger picture everyone as i said just a second ago why wouldn't you stay at chip ganassi it's just the, the most wonderful opportunity look look at what scott dixon's done at mm-hmm. chip ganassi. you know it's 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 a home and a wonderful place for Alex Pelot to stay. I think like for Chip as well to have two like heavyweight drivers like that on your team. And, you know, who you also have the winner's circle payout now as well. And then add on top of that, you know, you want to make sure that you're keeping your team very competitive and in the mix of, uh, of everything. And I, I don't necessarily know if there is another driver like an Alex Pelot who would be free and available on on the grid uh for 2024 i mean who who do we have here i mean for for if marcus erickson who may or may not be back with with cgr we don't know at this moment felix rosenquest is uh we're not sure it's now silly season isn't it because yeah there are so many dominoes waiting to fall in, in yeah you know erickson grosjean rosenquist some big names there i was speaking with some uh team personnel during the Toronto Indy 
And, you know, they were telling me that, like, the biggest domino to fall first needs to be Alex. Everybody needs to know where he's going. And everyone assumed that that was going to be McLaren. Like, this is from people, like, who are, like, in the know. Like, they were even saying, like, yeah, he's, he's going to Aaron McLaren. We just <clears throat> we need to wait for that announcement to be made. And, and is, everyone else. Everyone, even if they weren't in the know, there was, there was no way that he could reverse what's happened. And then when he had this incredible success in the middle part of the year one three race on the trip you know people started to say well would he mm -hmm. why would he leave mm -hmm. if alex does have something signed on paper you know do you do you think he should do you think he should honor that only because you know this story has really i don't want to say made him look bad but it it hasn't like been good for his his brand, I would say. that That's just from me looking as an outsider. No. In terms of integrity, trust, you know, all of those yeah. things, it, it's yeah. it's not been great. The big question mark for me is is you row upstream and you say, well, how valid was, was the initial deal? And then if that's on shaky ground, mm. then we can't really question how valid this deal is mm -hmm. because that that's an oxymoron that they're, they're mm -hmm. both on sort of shaky ground or you know if the first one was on shaky ground ha has he done anything wrong this this time around but what's difficult is you know that there's that there's no detail in terms of what's happening in the uk courts for example mm -hmm. and, one thing's for sure, that is not to retain Alex's services for 2024. So that that is solely, I think, to start to recapture the costs and the investment that has been front-ended into Alex Pelot. You know, yeah. he's he was only testing the McLaren around the Hungaro ring, um, yeah. you know, earlier, you know, a month or so ago. So, you know, he's had numerous runs in that car. That was with Oscar Piastri before the Grand Prix. So, yeah, you know, he's, well, you, you'd, you'd be incandescent with rage if you were Zach Brown. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, it's like you had said, like I, from everything that I've read on the story from the Indy Star, and then I think the race also put something out yesterday on it on, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And just from everything that has has looks like it's starting to come out from this, it's just sounding like, yeah, Zach wants Zach wants the money that they've invested in him back. And that's millions though. And that's like I don't know where you I don't know where or how you you get that back from from a driver like that. I don't know how that I don't know how that would actually work. Because essentially yeah. you're investing in an employee and you know, if the employee decides to leave, you can't necessarily take back the money you've already paid the employee. So it's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays, plays out. I mean, it also sounds, uh, it's, it also sounds as though Chip is sticking with him. You know, it sounds like uh, Alex will probably be back at CGR for next season. I have to say, Chip Ganassi, from a public-facing perspective, has been really quite... Well, very measured and, mm -hmm. and very professional throughout this this whole process, and, and you know that's something to to comment on and and to sort of commend him on, if you like, because For sure. you know very much so at the beginning 
you know, I've just said Zach must be very, very frustrated. You know, Chip must have been just a angry, but just felt so <laughs> let down. And he's not the guy that you, <laughs> you want to cheese off. You know, no, no you don't want to mess with Chip, man. You do not. You do not want to get into his bad books. You just don't. Have you showed any of that? No, what, not at all. What went on behind closed doors? I don't know. But it, you know, he was really professional. Public I th- yeah, I think Tom, the, the angriest he kind of has come out and been about this whole situation was that press release yeah. he put out a few a few weeks ago there um, during the GMR uh, Grand Prix weekend. <laughs> I was like reading that, like, like, oh my god, like this is actually like he's pissed, like he is really pissed off here, and so. Uh, it's an interesting story. It'll be uh, fascinating to see how this thing develops for sure. I have a feeling Alex is going to be back at, at CGR, which, you know, I, which then when we look at silly season, you know, what does that look like? You know, does Marcus Erickson stick with Chip Ganassi racing or do you think he goes somewhere else? Same with Felix Rosenquist. Cause obviously those well, the rumor were- with Marcus Erickson was that there was a, a, a bit of talk recently to, to sort of remedy some of the wishes that Marcus had. And I don't think that deal was was sufficient for Marcus. So where where does he look? I, I don't know. You know, Malukas, he's yeah. another free agent. You know, the big rumour is there that he's gone to Andretti in, in Dev's car. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, we now, well, RLL have one or two seats, well, one seat. So, it's, you know, it'd be interesting to see where Rosenquist goes because he, you know, he, he is now rumoured off the back of this news not to be staying, to be going. Which is interesting too because I think as a driver like Felix, it, it always has felt like for the past few seasons that Felix has been given these, you know, one-year deals and he never really knows like, hey, am I staying this year? Am I having to look for a ride somewhere else? Are you guys bringing Alex below in in 2023 or 2000 in my seat? Am I staying? Am I going to Formula E? Like, yeah, like for, for Felix, it must be a bit of a nightmare to not know where your future is. And I think for him, he must he must want a multi-year deal with, uh, you know, a, a competitive team. And so a seat like a seat like RLL opening up. You know, everyone is different. You know, we touched on the human perspective with Alex Pillow, how he can be so resilient to what's going on around him. But, you know, I think Felix doesn't need an arm around him, but but certainly wants to be in an environment where... And, and it's a lovely fit for him at Arrow mm-hmm. McLaren, and they've been fantastic. But, but there's always been that question mark. And it'll be nice for him that if he can find somewhere else, that's if he goes that that's on a multi-year deal and 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 those you know he's he's welcomed with with open arms and 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 genuinely feels because you know you look at what he's capable of especially on the ovals you know he's super quick yeah felix rosenquist so roman grosjean would be the other name i'm curious to see where where he ends up because during 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 the toronto indy you know, it really sounded like that guy was on shaky ground at Andretti. Uh, just yeah, a lot Michael, of people. I think said something, didn't he? About yeah. You know, no one frustrates him more than Roman Grosjean. 
Yeah. And, and and that's difficult because he's a lovely chap and, 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 and away from the racetrack, there's a lot of people that, that really value him being in the awning and, you know, he brings a lot to it. But, you know, he came with a with a pedigree and an expectation. And and what's annoying is actually he's got the ability to deliver, but these silly mistakes oh, yeah. and or the the emotive reactions just find their way into his results yeah. or his weekend far too often. And for somebody with that amount of experience, it, it, it just must be frustrating. I think Michael Andretti just kind of alluded to that. <laughs> He's just at his wits end with that. And that's a huge issue, especially for a team like that. I mean, if it affects the the team, the team morale, the crew, if that starts to affect that chain, I mean, usually it doesn't really end well. Usually ends in the driver getting, you know, removed. And I think for a driver like, you know, Romain, he'll, I don't know, if, if he can string together some more competitive results for the next few races, I could probably see him back at Andretti. But, you know, if, if he doesn't have some sort of an attitude shift in, in a different way, then this may not go, you know, well for him because the thing with IndyCar and, and Formula One, they're, they're, they're in terms of the the paddock, they're, they're two totally different things. One's a lot more open, like very family oriented. All the teams help each other. Everybody talks to each other. And then in Formula One, it's a little bit different, right? It's very competitive atmosphere, and teams don't like to talk to other teams. They don't like to give things away and. That bleeds over, obviously, into the drivers as well. And so I think for a driver like Roman Grosjean, it's a bit of an attitude shift, maybe. And I'll be interested to see what happens with him. Another driver who I'm interested in is Callum Highlot. Mm. Now, he's he, actually, yeah. He he is safe, but there are rumors as to whether or not he does move. Mm. But with Alex Pelot staying put, I, I, and the other free agents, I, I wonder. And you know, you got Linus Lundqvist now, sort of, yeah, in the frame, which may mean Simon Paginot is floating around as well. So I don't know. There's a there's a lot of question marks. And then you 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 say, well, where would Callum go? If you look at, I guess, the Myers-Shank situation where obviously next season it sounds like Helio is just going to be doing the 500 and then that's it. So I think you kind of need a driver like like Paginode back in the team to kind of help mentor Lundqvist uh, through a season of, of IndyCar. Yeah, because he's, he's going to have, uh, sorry, Tom Lundqvist, he's going to have a lot to deal with. And it's going to be a lot different from what he's used to. So I think if you have a driver like Pagano there, I think that that helps a lot for sure. Um, for for Callum, he's such an interesting talent. I always, I I really love to see what because I don't want to say he's inconsistent, but he's had some really strong performances and he's had some really dreadful weekends. But at the same time, I mean, he's on a team now. Like the budget, is it all there? I don't know. I question that. I think if he's able to move to a team like RLL, that's a smart fit for him. Uh, not to say anything the, bad about where he is now. The big issue with Hunkos was the fact that 
they've got the budget, they did grow, mm. but there wasn't the experience in the paddock mm. to hoover up. So they're almost hoovered up people that have got right. limited to no motorsport experience. Right. So that has been the real issue with their growth. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I like Callum. I like to see what, what ends up happening with him. I think he's, he's a, a very... Cool uh, yeah, he is. He is. Strong, he, strong he talent. He reminds too. me of Colton Herter a bit. You know, yes. They've got that kind of dry, introverted, um, but but sort of wacky sense of humor. <laughs> uh, so the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 coming up this weekend, uh, Tom. Like, what what are you what are you looking for at this one? I, I love this race, uh, particularly. It's it's one of my uh, I guess well, favorite short oval races on the calendar. So I spoke to Alexander Rossi and cool. I said, "Listen, all cards on the table. What do we expect with?" This alternate tire now that that we're gonna because it's the first time right yeah. in IndyCar mm-hmm. history that we've had to run two compounds of tire yep. and he just said no one knows. He <laughs> 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 was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, awesome. <laughs> and that's that's peak IndyCar because even oh, yeah. you know when we go back to last week at the GMR race on, on the IMS road race, they just brought that alternate tyre that that was actually a primary from somewhere else. That's normally a a black race. It mm-hmm. then became a red race. And mm-hmm. even in the warm-up, people were like, this has got to be a black race. And then afterwards, they're like, uh, no, it <laughs> looks like it's good. So no one actually knows. And I think that's the, the wonderful thing about IndyCar that's completely different to Formula One is is genuinely IndyCar can just turn up with a new compound. That would never happen in Formula One. And they no, never. Like, there you go. You got half an hour to find your way around that kind of thing in practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love and, IndyCar, man. Oh my and God. that's cool. So when we go to this oval and we've got to run this alternate tyre, no one really knows what's going to happen. So, you know, where am I to, <laughs> to make yeah. prediction? One exactly, thing right? that is always a strong bet, Joseph Newgarden. And Penske have won the last three, I think, around there. And yes. bearing in mind he's won every oval race this year. I, yes. I can't for one minute believe that they're going to be too far away. And he had a horror show last time out. So he'll be looking to bounce back. So in 2022, it was uh, New Garden 2021, New Garden 2020, uh, race one, Scott Dixon, race two was Joseph New Garden. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's a strong bet on the oval. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, uh, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm a bit sad that this isn't being run at night. I always really enjoyed yeah. this race being run at, you know, peak, peak night, um, yeah, I think if I remember correctly, they 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 did it on a Saturday. They used to do it on a Saturday night. I actually really enjoyed that race. I think the ovals like, need that. Yeah, I think it, you know it's cool. You know, I look, I go back twenty years when I was in California and I went to a um, it was a, a cut race. What did what did they call it? Like Southwest Tour or something? I, I don't know what they called it, but it was at Irwindale, um, Irwindale or something. I don't know. Yeah, Irwindale. Yeah. And it was at night, and it was just the best show ever. And I, I think the ovals just are better at night. Yeah, me too. I, I I agree with that. And this is one of those races that I wish they would kind of revert back to 
to to doing that. But you know, unfortunately, we've got a race on at three thirty p.m. Eastern time on 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 Sunday. Um, Tom, this has been great. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you and what you've got going on. Yeah, so you can follow me predominantly on Twitter because I'm not that cool on Instagram, but I do try and keep up with that as well. But it's uh, at Tom Gaymore, T-O-M-G-A-Y-M-O-R on both platforms. You will listen to me if you're in the UK on Sky Sports F1. We show all the IndyCar races and practice and qualifying sessions live. And it's been a real privilege working with Sky to try and build the audience. We're really growing the audience here and the diversity of audience members as well. And yeah, that's that's where you can catch me. And you might also hear my dulcet tones on other championships as well. But we talked about that off air, didn't we, Tim? Yeah, we did. You, if you want to plug it, go for it, man. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been doing the bikes over the last few years. So the last event I did was the Suzuka 8 app, which is quite Oh, good. that's awesome. Yeah, bike racing is quite good because it's like IndyCar. It's just action. You, oh. you, you, no one knows what's going to happen. There's overtaking galore. Anyone can win. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's two or four wheels for me as a oh. racing fan. And, and also the paddock is very similar to IndyCar. You know, you talked about that sort of, that there's no egos in IndyCar. You, everyone is accessible and, and the bike paddock's pretty much like that as well. Tom, this has been great. Thanks again, man, for taking the time to do this. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up again at the, end of the, at the end of the championship when it's all said and done and maybe we'll have some more Alex Polo news by then to talk about. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks, buddy.